The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. As we celebrate this Trinity Sunday, we celebrate one of the greatest revelations of our faith and also one of the greatest mysteries of our faith. So how God can be three persons and one God. So the word Trinity itself is two words uh, together, tri for three and unity for one. So Trinity is three uh, persons and one God. Now, this is one of the things that is difficult to describe in our faith. Almost every analogy fails. But there is one way of illustrating it uh, that has been very good throughout the ages. So if you can kind of picture here in the middle, this is God. And then we have the three persons around God. We have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Got it? The Father is God. God is the Father. The Son is God, and God is the Son. The Spirit is God, and God is the Spirit. Now go back to these three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Father. And the Son is not the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Son, and the Spirit is not the Father, and the Father is not the Spirit. Got it? So you have three people and one God, three separate persons and one God. So we have this wonderful mystery of the Trinity. Now we hear Jesus as he's about to commission his disciples, he's about to send them out into the world, they're worshiping him, and yet they doubt it. Right before he sends them out. And so maybe some of us come here today, probably most of us, we worship God but maybe there's some doubt or maybe some misunderstanding, not really understanding who God is. And the thing is, that's okay because God is beyond anything that we could understand or comprehend or know. And so the disciples, even though they are worshiping him and doubting, Jesus commissions them to go forward. And he commissions them to go out and to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to baptize people in the Trinity. So that's the amazing part is, is that um, when we're baptized, we are baptized into the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and me. All of a sudden, like, we become in there with the Trinity. All right, so that's kind of like the uh, difficult part just to explain. St. John Paul II 
said that your first duty is pastor. So he's addressing priests and he's saying your first duty as a priest is not projects and it's not organization and it's not finances, but it's to lead your people into a deep intimacy with the Trinity. So that's what I hope today just to do into the homily is to lead each and every one of you into this intimacy of the Trinity, that you may become one with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Meister Eckhart was a, um, one of the mystics, and he says when God laughs at the soul and the soul laughs back at God, the persons of the Trinity are begotten. So there's a joy in entering into the Trinity. He says, when the Father laughs at the Son and the Son laughs back at the Father, that laughter gives pleasure, and that pleasure gives joy, and that joy gives love, and that love is the Holy Spirit. So when we enter into the laughter of God, we enter into the Trinity. Here's a little reflection from St. Augustine. He says, thanks to the Holy Spirit who helps us understand Jesus's word and guides us in the truth. So the Holy Spirit, I'm counting on this homily to help guide us into the, the truth. Believers can experience, so to speak, the intimacy of God himself. So the Holy Spirit can lead us into this intimacy. Discovering that he is not infinite solitude, so God's not infinite solitude, but communion of light and love. Life given and received in this eternal dialogue between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And St. Augustine would say, the lover being the Father, the loved being the Son, and love being the Holy Spirit. And so now I just want to share a reflection from St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. So she is uh, known to be um, sharing this love of the Trinity and being able to have this mystical insight. So she says, Oh my God, Trinity, whom I adore, let, my in let me entirely forget myself that I may abide in you. So she's saying, let me abide in this Trinity, in this love of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Still as peaceful as my soul, we're already in eternity. Let nothing disturb my peace nor separate me from you. Oh, my unchanging God, but that each moment may take me further and further and further and further into the depths of this mystery. Pacify my soul. Make it your heaven, your beloved home and a place of your repose. Let me never leave you there alone, but may I always be attentive, ever alert in my faith, ever adoring and all given up to your creative action. She's asking that the Trinity can dwell in her, that her soul can be with the Trinity. Now she's asking this, and all of us, each and every one of us, can ask for the same thing. Let me dwell in the Trinity, that I may be in your peace. She goes on to say, Oh, my beloved Christ, crucified for love, would anoint you with glory. I would love you even unto death. Yet I sense my frailty and I ask you to adorn me with yourself. Identify my soul with all the movements of your soul. Submerge me. Overwhelm me. Substitute yourself in me that my life may become but a reflection of your life. Come into me as a door, redeemer, and savior. So she's begging and she's asking God to come into her. And she's admitting her weakness. 
She's admitting her frailty like the disciples who doubted, asking God to come into us anyways. Then she says, O eternal word of God, my God, would that I might spend my life listening to you. Would that I might be fully receptive to learn from you in all darkness, all loneliness, all weakness. May I keep ever keep my eyes fixed on you and abide under your great life and light. O my beloved star, fascinate me so that I may never be alone and never leave your radiance. So she's asking God to give her this fascination that's going to totally lead her into him to want nothing else but God alone. Then she talks to the spirit, O consuming fire, spirit of love, descend into my soul and make all in me as an incarnation of your word, which means take on flesh. Let your word take flesh in me, that I may be a super added humanity wherein he renews his mystery. And you, O Father, bestow yourself, bend down to your little creature, seeing in her only your beloved son in whom you are well pleased. And then finally she goes to the Trinity. O oh, my three, all my beatitude, infinite solitude, immensity in whom I lose myself. Enclose yourself in me that I may be absorbed in you so as to comp- contemplate in your light the abyss of your splendor. So St. Elizabeth of the Trinity is asking that the, the Trinity dwell in her. She's asking to experience heaven on earth. Did you know that we could experience that? We can actually live in heaven on this earth if the Trinity dwells in us. So she's asking the Trinity to dwell in her, and she's also asking that she may dwell in the Trinity. So as we celebrate this wonderful feast of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, though we may doubt, though we may may be weak, though we may not totally understand it, We can ask for what she's asking for, especially when we receive the Eucharist. Because in the Eucharist is God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we receive the Eucharist into us. The Trinity dwells in us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we can experience heaven on earth. And when we experience heaven on earth, We're going to experience joy and love and laughter and all the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. So that's my invitation to you. Ask the Trinity that you may dwell in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and ask the Trinity to dwell in you, that in each one of us who have received the Eucharist, we may dwell in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And when we do, We will experience union with God, and we will experience heaven on earth. So as we celebrate this great feast of the Trinity, we celebrate this reality that we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God who wants to dwell in us.